0: This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation.
2: Welcome to The Bridge Zone, you at the table with Barry and Mariana. Today we are talking about Redouble, Wayward Partners, Arguing at the Tables, Improver Lessons with Barry, Screens and New Partnerships. Oh yep. Yeah. so Mr Jones starts his Improver Lessons at the Hamilton Bridge Club this Friday and I've been asked to do the introductions.
3: Yeah, I'm worried about that.
2: Well, how would you like to be introduced, Barry
3: Jones? I don't know, but it won't matter because you'll do it your way if I if I get what I expect. Yeah, it's
2: almost like if you were to write your headstone, what would you put on it?
3: She looks like she'd like to write my headstone some days. Get your gum boots on, we're going down to the pond.
2: Phenomena <laughs> What's this?
3: It's Kermit's Bridge Tips with Pam Livingston. Good morning, Kermit. Hi there. What's your tip of the day?
4: Well, my tip's a bit of a funny one. My tip for today is, if your partner tends to be wayward, don't encourage them. (laughs) And (laughs) And by don't encourage them, I mean don't feel their waywardness. If you have an agreement... And some people are going to recognise either themselves or their partner. We know I'm talking about this. If you have an agreement and partner likes to wildly violate that agreement, you just keep bidding according to your agreement. Because if you don't, you're just going to be in no man's land. So, for instance, if by some strange chance your partner opens a week two. On a suit that's 5 to the 9, when your agreement is a six-card suit with uh, 6 to 9 points, and you end up going down in a a horrible contract, it's awfully tempting then, the next time they open two spades, for you to think, oh, well last time they did that, they had 5 to the 9, and adjust your style accordingly. If you do this, you're just going to be missing all sorts of things, and never knowing where you are. So I suggest that, first of all, if partner is regularly violating your agreement, change your agreement so that it accommodates that waywardness. Secondly, if you start fielding the waywardness, you just get into a vicious cycle where you don't know whether they've got a good hand or a bad hand or whether they've got what they said they have or they haven't, and start losing your confidence in what's happening so my strategy in this situation is I'm going to ignore that my partner can be wayward and I'm just going to bid according to our agreements and I tend to find that helps them come back into line.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I can see how many problems there'd be if you started trying to adjust your style I mean like you say it would be just hopeless partner opens yeah. something and it could be some random ha- I think the only way to do it is treat it what it is your agreement and everything else is sort of unplayable really, isn't
4: it? Yeah, if that happens the person that's sticking to the agreement starts to lose their confidence in what's happening, which is not what should happen. Yeah. I mean a classic one I see a lot at our club is people making really manky overcalls. They'll overcall with an 8 count at the 2 level and then their partner won't bid, and dummy goes down with a fat 11 count. Yeah. And I think, good grief, I would have at least invited with that hand, but the reason the person hasn't invited, because this person sometimes overcalls with a manky 8 count, and sometimes they've got a 15 count, so they start losing their confidence about their own actions. Hmm the that's meaning of manky?
3: Manky? Mariana wants to know a definition for manky. I can,
2: I can work it out well, okay. in the conversation, but manky, <laughs> is, is that a okay. Taranaki is it, word? I mean, it
4: might, yeah, it might be a Taranaki
2: word. I don't know. Well, when I think of manky, I think of a
4: manky cat that's lots half its fair, that's got fleas, and it's mewing piteously, and that's what opening two spades on five to the nine
2: is, as far as I'm. Well, no, you were
3: talking about manky overcalls, so I guess that's I guess that's five three three two shape with no pips in a
2: <laughs> just a six card suit and an eight count. <laughs> well, Judge Jolly says if your partner's knowing or has a history of doing stuff like that, you probably should let the opponents know.
4: That's right. So if your partner is constantly violating your agreements, change your agreement so that that's what it says on your card and that you can have some method of dealing with it. But it's actually just best if partner doesn't do that.
3: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. And that's the word of the week is manky.
4: (laughs) Manky. Think of that one. poor, neglected little cat. That's what
2: those goods are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could start a movement. We did once, uh, just before Congress, we were talking about ta-da. Now we could go meow. <laughs> we'll say that was a manky overcall. <laughs> That's a good idea. Meow's going to come in yeah. into the vocabulary of
4: New Zealand bridge players. <laughs>
3: the ta originally came from Mariana having when she put her dummy down. I, I know that's not one of dummies' rights, Pam, but apparently, ta-da, was what came out.
2: <laughs> but yes, now we have ta and we have meow.
3: <laughs> and best of all, we have manky.
2: Thank you, Pam. Catch Kermit next week for another tip. See you. Hang on to your seats, folks. Here's Barry
3: on his first spiel. I want to talk about competitive bidding when we overcall. All right. It's something yep. that, you know, part of the reason for people opening light and that sort of stuff is it does put the opponents sort of almost into defensive mode where they've got to overcall or double for takeout. And quite often you find that people's agreements aren't so strong after an overcall as they <laughs> are when you open and respond. Yep. When you open the bidding one diamond and your partner says one heart and then you see yada, 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 you have sort of specific meanings yep. for lots of bids. But when you're in an overcalling situation, not anywhere near... So clear. Right. Yeah, so we're just basically talking about what your responses mean. So it's pretty simple. If you raise partner, so if partner bids at the one level and you raise them to two, you're showing six to nine, maybe ten. But you only need three-card support, obviously, because partners don't overcall four-card suits, do they, Mariana? Nope, they don't. (laughs) Okay, so... But I do
2: know someone who does. (laughs) Oh, we both know someone who does.
3: Now, there are two schools of thought for the jump to the three level... Mm-hmm. So, if partner over calls the one level, it jump to the three level. The old school style is that shows 10 to 12 points. It's right. invitational with support. These days, a lot of people are using that bid as a more of a preemptive bid with four card support and, you know, just sort of a weekend, like six to nine ish, something okay. like that. And they save a qubit of the opponent's suit, an yep. assuming qubit, it's called, as a good raise. They open a diamond. And your partner, overcalls a spade. Some people are playing that three spades. is just weak with four spades, and you're just trying to keep them out. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a good hand, you'll Q bid the opener's suit. If it was diamonds, you'd bid two diamonds, saying, partner, I've got a good raise. Are you interested? If partner's not interested, they just bid two spades. If they are interested, they either bid game or they can they can make some other bid to show some, yep. some extra values. So that's that part of it. That's the easy bit, if you like. What happens if... You overcall a spade, Mariana, and your partner bids one no Trump. What do you think that shows? Um, minimum points, no fit in
2: spades and a hold in the opponent's suit.
3: Okay, according to NZ Bridges Intermediate Lessons, it shows 8 to 11. It shows a stopper in diamonds and less yep. than three spades. Yep. That seems pretty okay. reasonable. Uh, now, a new suit, what would that show, Mariana? I'm asking her all these questions. She's looking confused. So, uh,
2: first first would be uh, deny three spades and a fit. That's what I would think. And a decent five-card suit with 10-plus points.
3: It is. That's a good answer. Interestingly enough, though, obviously different if it had gone one diamond from the opponent, your partner had overcalled two clubs, and then you'd gone two spades. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, that wouldn't deny having clubs. No. So that's a little bit of a different situation. So if it's a minor your partner's overcalled in, then you may well have good support for it, always intending to go back there if partner hasn't got support for your suit. For your suit. So a qubit of opponent's suit, we've gone through that. That should should agree partner's suit.
2: Agree partner's suit and interest.
3: Yep, that's right. So Even if it was mine, even if partner's suit was a minor. Part of the problem is you can't actually bid a four-card major here. So if partner does overcall a minor, or if they overcall a major even, you you may well have a fit in the other major. You want to sort of have room to investigate if you can.
2: Just still thinking about that one no Trump, eight to eleven.
3: Well, I guess what's happening here is that people are overcalling at the one level with probably worse and worse hands. Not you know, maybe a good suit, but maybe not so many points. They might only have sort of six six or well, they might have even if they've got eight or nine, you really mm. do need eight to eleven, don't you? Yes. Mm. So the one no trump um, response does get upgraded a bit. So I guess if you've got six or seven uh, without a fit, hey, maybe you're better off just passing. Passing, that's yeah. right. Yeah. With cool. no fit, there's no reason reason to go bidding on particularly. So what does 2 No Trump show? If it goes a diamond and partner over calls a spade and it goes past to you and you bid 2 No Trumps, how much would that show then?
2: Well, I'm picking that's um, game forcing 12 plus if 1 No Trump is 8 to 11.
3: Well, what would you do with the hands in between then? The, what they're suggesting here is that it should be invitational, so for, oh. So it's going to be something like 12 to 14, 13 to 14. If you had a game-forcing hand, you'd just bid it. <laughs> yeah, probably, yep. yes. So I don't think it's a game-force. So if you just bid game immediately, that is obviously to play. So a partner of course a spade, you yep. bid four spades. They're saying, could either have values or could just be a 10-card fit. My suggestion is with values it's probably better to actually go via a bid, saying you've got a good hand. Let partner in on the idea. Because if you just bid four spades and partner doesn't know whether you've got a good hand or a bad one with lots of trumps and they bid at the five level, partner's a bit stuck, really. They have no idea what to do because they don't really know what you've got. That's right. So maybe it's, you know, I mean, it's all... It's a one descriptive Mm. bid. If it's it's fine, if it just goes, you raise partner to the game and it goes pass, 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 it's awesome. But... Life ain't like that, is it? So if you've got a ten card fit, pretty good that chance they've got one as well. And some people don't like to be shut out. They might not let you play there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there ends my sermon for the day about competitive bidding and responding to overcalls.
2: All right. Well, I've got a question. I want to know more about redoubles, Barry.
3: You played a contract redoubled over the I weekend right here.
2: Yes. Yes, I had a great hand on the weekend. It went... Well, it wasn't so
3: great if you're talking about the Trump suit.
2: I know. (laughs) But it was a cool... It had a cool outcome, I should say. Yep. People, if you ever want to be in a redoubled contract, chances are you're never going to get too many, but I was in one heart redoubled making two, scoring 790. I was quite impressed with that. It's
3: an unusual score. It
2: is. (laughs) (laughs) Particularly at the one level. So my partner opens one diamond, doubled by my right-hand opponent. I had four hearts, so I bid one heart. Left-hand opponent doubles, and my partner redoubles. Now, I had no idea what it meant, and so I thought it was makeable. So it went pass, pass, pass in the end we made but I want to know when partner redoubles is there a sort of basic rule about what that redouble means?
3: I don't think there is really some people do play a thing called a support redouble okay. which means they've got three card support for your suit that's about all it shows, doesn't show any extra values or any or anything else um, other people just play redouble as saying I've got a really good hand and maybe we can penalise them in something once again I know I've said this a million times but it's probably down to partnership agreement.
2: But it's all about the redoubles. I don't redouble a lot. How often does a redouble come into the game? I don't think
3: it's very common.
2: No, it's not.
3: In the bidding boxes, it's the blue card. That's about all I know about it.
2: Well, it was funny that because we were talking about the Kermit's hand last week about the redouble seven, no drums.
3: Down one Down
2: one, yeah that was pretty good And I thought, oh my goodness I did a redouble on the weekend (laughs) So we're actually going to ask New Zealand Bridge this week To post up Pam's hand We've got the article in our hot little mitts We're going to send it up to Mr Secretary And we're going to ask him to put it on the
3: website So you can have a little look at it Now if anybody else has got anything That they think that we should talk about Don't forget to email us BridgeZoneShuffle at gmail.com Maybe you've got a redouble story for us
2: Yeah, that would be awesome. And thanks, Martin. We will be getting that stuff out. Have you got me the book address yet, Barry Jones?
3: Let's move on to next week. Oh,
2: my goodness. We're heading off to the courthouse. Director, please. How can I help?
3: Judge Julie presiding.
2: Hi there. A couple of questions for you today. One of them is when you arrive at your next table and your opponents are bickering. What can you do there, Judge?
1: It's really hard. I had one the other day where they were talking about a hand and I said we might not have played the board and they just kept going. But when they're arguing it's harder, I have said at the end of the round, when they've been arguing, you know, to excuse me but I don't want to listen and I've stood up and moved away. If you arrive and they're busy talking, they're not playing the hand so... I think one of the easiest things is to do the same thing. It says, look, I'm sorry, I don't want to sit here and listen. How about I just stand here and you let me know when we can start play? I mean, it sounds pretty horrible. On the other hand, it might just be really effective in stopping them arguing. Okay. When you arrive at a table, you shouldn't have to listen to your opponents talking about the previous board, which might give you information you're just not. Meant to have, so that is really inappropriate. If they're arguing with each other, they shouldn't be doing it until you have a chance to play the hand and then you can move away and not worry about listening to them. <laughs> and it's horrible. It you know, is. if someone's going, you know, sort of hell for leather what do you do? Yep.
3: Well, if you playing online, you don't have to look, you can, oh. nu- can mute them.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, there's lots of things you can do with online that you don't have to hear, though sometimes with the messaging that you get sent, it can be pretty pretty bad. Mm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank okay. you. Okay, okay that's, that's a nice segue into the next question, which is what are the differences in the rules when you're playing online to when, as to when you're playing face-to-face? Any major differences?
1: Well, uh, not really, except there are things, A, that... Just cannot happen, which is you can't make insufficient bids, <laughs> you can't revoke, you can't bid out of turn. So it removes a lot of those bread and butter things that go wrong at a table that you call the director for. Other things that are different are about explanations because we, generally we can type an explanation of our own bid because our partner doesn't see the alert or the explanation on their screen. You can type in when you make a bid, if you explain what it is and alert it, you will be describing what your system agreement is. You still don't describe exactly what you've got in your hand. For example, if you're playing a two-plus club and you have four in your hand, you don't start off with four-plus because it's, the opponents are only entitled to your agreement and that stops some things that happen because people that play online very often are playing with people they don't often play with and there's a lot of stuff around that on the other hand when it's a social game we're more relaxed about it as well
3: julie and i've been playing on on another platform lately mariana not not together i hasten to add but one of the there's a couple of quite neat features on on that one isn't there julie where, where the stop card gets put out automatically you don't
1: Yeah, it actually is really interesting. And we are going to be playing, all the New Zealand teams are playing the Australian on the weekend of the 22nd, 23rd of May on this format. Although we will be effectively behind screen. So we will be alerting, I would imagine, like we do for Bridge Base Online. okay. But when you're talking, it is so much like being at a real table, except when you make a jump bid. The stop card comes out automatically and you don't even get a bidding box in front of you until the stop card disappears. Oh, yeah. So it is really, really good because everyone has to follow the rule with the stop card. You
3: know, that actually was really quite a good feature, I thought. First time it happened, I got a bit of a shock. I jumped somewhere and the stop card appeared. And, and the next time I thought somebody jumped ahead of me and I thought, where's my, where's my bids? I haven't got any bids. <laughs> But so yeah, I thought they were quite good features. Yeah, actually. so
1: absolutely yeah. enforced for the stop yeah. card rules, which is really really good because it's what should happen all the time and just doesn't.
3: Yeah, that's right. And I mean, as you say, like it, there's a lot of things you can't do, like you can't make an insufficient bid, you can't make a revoke, won't let you lead out of ten. It's almost like heaven on earth for a bridge player, isn't it, Julie? <laughs>
1: Yeah, the real dummy goes down, not somebody that thinks they are. I mean, and dummy does go down. I was talking the other day to somebody who beginners who hadn't put down dummy, and I said I can't remember the largest number of cards that got played, but I'm pretty certain it's about a half a hand or more. Where all four people were playing before they realised that dummy actually hadn't gone down (laughs) on the deck, (laughs) and it was at Congress because I was directing at Congress that year. So there's lots of fun bits that happen. Well, that you just I'm, would not expect.
3: I'm just wondering which one of the four was the was the biggest dummy. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: quite possibly declare her for letting partner play the again.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably true. Okay, thank you, Julie. That's good. So some interesting stuff online and hopefully you've resolved Mariana's problem
1: really hard and I mean the only thing I, I can say really is to say look I am sorry but I don't want to listen to this, I want to start the next board, I don't want to be, something that says you know stop and if they don't stop you can call the director. True.
3: Yeah that's right, those directors got nothing better to do. Get them <laughs> over there. Okay, thank you Julie.
2: <laughs> i okay. Bye. 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 So, Barry, I hear that you're getting into a new partnership. I'm getting into a new partnership.
0: (laughs) Not really getting into a new partnership. We're having a bit of a practice on this new online bridge platform, Real Bridge. Jenny was away tonight at Dog Obedience.
2: Go, Rosa. (laughs) It's interesting that they whip out the stop card and take away your bidding boxes until they're finished.
0: What happens on this particular platform, if you jump the bidding, the stop card goes out automatically because you a bit of a shock the first time it happens, you think, oh, yeah, OK, it's good, I've jumped, the stop card's gone out. But then when they stop on your right, you know, all the bids are in front of you, it's sort of pretty much like a bidding box. But when the stop card goes out, you don't have any bidding box. You're not allowed to bid even if you want to until your time is up. <laughs> That's actually quite a good feature of it, really. I was playing with the fish at it. We, we don't usually play together. And, of course, <laughs> it's pretty rugged, I can tell you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so no 30-second meet at the bar.
0: No, we had a lot of mucking around, waiting trying to get people to arrive and seek people down. We only played about 14 boards in about two and a half hours, I think. You had a quick chat, I guess? No, we didn't really. Liz sent me a system card she'd found, which must have been as old as... As
2: <laughs> old as you are. No, it
0: wasn't that old. <laughs> so anyway, we played a few boards, and we ended up in six spades and a 4-3 fit. That made... <laughs> That was <laughs> no, a bit of a rugged. That's what happens when you play with a new partner, isn't it, Mariani? You think, oh, I wonder
2: what this means. Yeah, yeah, I'm having a couple of practices with the new partner. We're going to go and play the restricted open in Rotorua June the 19th. So We're having a couple of hit outs before that. I'm actually going to take two days of work off, Barry. I'm going to go and play in the Matamata on a Wednesday, and then I'm having another Friday
0: off. That Whereabouts so is that one? At Matamata?
2: No, that one's in Hamilton. Oh, so that'll be good. be good. 8B? Yeah. The club bridge. Hey but I, I want to talk about It's real bridge Oh here's our resident dog Just come home from
0: obedience class she, she wants to be on the bridge Zone again
2: Oh look this just has to be the right time And she's saying dad dad I'm home Well feed me
0: Seymour Apparently she behaved quite well tonight, the evidence class. So what were you going to talk to me about?
2: I wanted to talk about, you said that it's almost like screens as well.
0: Oh, yes, you can see the other players. When you're playing in a Teams event, they put you behind screens. A lot of people probably haven't played behind screens, but when you play behind screens, you can only see your screen mate, which is one of your opponents. With this particular platform, you can actually talk. uh, There's a video, you know, the the camera on your laptop or whatever, and you can talk to them, and they can talk to you. You can ask them what bids mean, and yada, yada, and um, it's all quite relaxing. At the end of the hand, you can see everybody and talk to them. As soon as you get a new hand, clunk, you're behind screens again. You can only see one person.
2: Oh, And talking about screens, people, next week, we're going to be talking to you about a Swedish chap, Henrik Huntsson, from Bullange I don't know if that, how I pronounced it, but I'm sure someone will correct me about his photos that he's taken, and he's made it to the finals, it's the World Press Photo of the Year categories in sports, and we'll bring that to you later next week. With photos of
0: bridge players. Just photos of bridge players. I don't know whether you've noticed, Mariana, but I don't know whether bridge players are the best-looking people in the world. <laughs> Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, speaking about pictures or movies, you know, we were talking about Dirty Tricks. Yes. Well, apparently it is out, and it's going to be in cinemas. I think it's going to be in Auckland on the 6th of June, which is not a very good weekend to have it because that's when the Queen's Birthday Bridge Congress is on, so not ideal. It's then going to Wellington, and I think there's one in it's probably Christchurch as well, so it is going to be in theatres. I don't know when you'll be able to pick it up online or whatever, but I think you can probably do that as well. It's, by all accounts, quite an entertaining movie, Dirty Tricks.
2: Really? Well, I did like the trailer. I really did. So um, I thought that I probably wouldn't go, but I thought I'd make a trip to Auckland.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, as I say, it's on Queen's birthday weekend. You might be busy playing bridge.
2: No, I only play one day because I've got some family stuff that I do. So okay, we'll mark it in.
0: It. I think it's the 6th of June, which must be the Sunday, and I think it's sort of mid-afternoon or something, half past two or something.
2: Oh, right. That'll be awesome. I yeah. could give you a running commentary. Oh, I'd be
0: interested to see what you think of it, but it probably won't be long before you can you know, pay to see it online or something. Yeah,
2: that's that's right. Mm. Yeah, interesting. And do you want to ask me if I thought he was hot?
0: Oh, yeah, so did. Luton Fisher, did you think he was hot?
2: No, I thought he was hairy.
0: <laughs> well, maybe some people like hairy.
2: Absolutely. No, I think <laughs> we could call him Sasquatch. <laughs> he was that hairy. Oh, he was fairly hairy. I bet you he'd yelp if we went and waxed his chest. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people want to do a lot of bad things to that lad, but yes, so it will be interesting. Watch the trailer, people. It will hook you.
0: I wonder if it's going to make it onto Netflix or something like, like The Queen's Gambit did.
2: Ah, potentially. But I will make my review. Oh, that could be another string to my bow. I could become a movie
0: reviewer. I don't know how well paid you'll be.
2: Anyway, we are looking to have a chat about the IPs coming up, again, about the numbers, but we've got some input and some personal thoughts and opinions from young
0: Kermit. Yeah, so there's also, um, they've actually put the format at week out for days for so anyone who's interested. So the Opens and the Seniors teams only have two teams in each, so they're going to play four 16 board matches on Saturday, right? and then they'll all go home, Mariana.
2: So it's one day.
0: Yep, and the intermediates are obviously playing more because there's eight of them. They're playing a bit longer, but they're still, I understand, finishing on Saturday. And the ladies, there's only four of them, and, yeah, well, they aren't going to all sit around there playing there together, so they're selected.
2: Well, right, they're a pretty good team.
0: Yeah, so that's Jenna and Christine Gibbons, and Kate Cherry and Karen Martelletti, last year's winners of the women at, yep. at the interpees in uh, in Wellington. So there will be the women's team. The others will be known by Saturday night. Well, good luck for you. Oh, it'll be it'll be a bit of fun, and and I'll still be able to put an open home or two in on Sunday, Mariana.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. All right, well, it would be interesting discussions next week talking about IPs and various thoughts. CD aren't running a competition they are selecting, and Pam's got some views on that as well.
0: OK, so I guess proof of the pudding will be in the eating as to how well CD do with their selected teams at the Interprovincials when the other teams have had trials. Absolutely. We'll see how that goes.
2: That's it. Thank you, peeps. Catch you next week. Happy bridging.
0: Bye for now. New Zealand Bridge. Sponsoring bridge from beginner to international, nationwide. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices. Or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts.